Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our best friends over at Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. They're sponsoring us today and presenting this podcast, and we are very appreciative to them. Go check out Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. They have great happy hour specials every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. They're open late on the weekends. They have great crawfish and awesome seafood that's really fresh straight from the Gulf. And the best news is that they're actually sponsoring a giveaway right now for us. It's an Instagram-only giveaway. Just check out our Instagram page and you can see the details there. You just have to like our page, like Tasty Tales, and I think you have to like the post as well. Is that right, Mark? Yeah, that's all you got to do. And you like the post and you just tag as many people as you can. Each tag is worth one oh. ticket. One ticket. Oh, so just just tag away. Yeah. Awesome. That's Six Pennies Podcast on Instagram. The giveaway is going to be July 4th, uh, Independence Day. So make sure to check it out on uh, on Instagram as soon as you can. Thank you, Tasty Tales. All right, Mock, how's it going? It's good. It's good. How are you? Not bad. Albie's not with us today, so it's just going to be four pennies today. Uh, we wanted to talk about a cool movie that has come out. Um, we're probably two to two to three weeks late, but I'm, I'm guessing not everybody's seen the movie yet. It's out on Netflix. It's also in theaters. Always Be My Maybe is the movie. Mock, when did you watch it? Wait, it is in theaters as well? It is in theaters, yes. I have a friend oh. who who went to iPick to watch it. The I... Literally the most expensive option possible for something <laughs> they could watch for free. Yep. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm okay with that. I, I think this movie justifies that. It's, it's probably my fault, though, that we're so late in recording this Always Be My Maybe podcast. I know you and Albert had watched it, you know, probably first week it came out. Yeah, you you, uh, you have two kids, so I guess that's okay. It's, it's like a two-week buffer time for you. <laughs> so what were your initial reactions? Uh, let's just grade it first from a scale from, I forgot what the scale is supposed to be, zero to ten? Or is it zero to nine? Zero to nine? Let's do zero to ten. Zero to ten, okay. What would you rate it? Oh man, this is, it's up there. Uh, are we are we doing halves or do we got a round? Uh, you got a round. You got to okay. round it and, and it, I think it has to be against its category. Like it's got to be pretty much against rom-coms, right? Or comedies. Yeah, so as the okay. rom-com, uh, yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. Solid Ooh. eight. Wow, that's Where really are, impressive. Is that good? Where are you at? Um, I am actually at a nine, man. I I thought that oh. movie was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually don't. I, I can't really think of many rom coms I like more. We'll get into that soon. But initially, my first thoughts, I laughed a lot. I I really enjoyed it. I I know that we're both probably skewed in our responses because we are both Asian Americans too. And I think that's one of the the beautiful parts of the movie is that it is so relatable to us because it features not just an Asian cast, but um, situations and and people that, you know, are kind of similar in age groups who grew up in time periods somewhat like ours, who really, uh, we have a lot to relate to. Yeah, no, for sure. That's why I asked you if I could round, because I think I have it like 8.45, so I, I uh, could have no, given it the extra no five. Rounding. Uh, but yeah, this was a really good movie. I think the best part about it, like you mentioned, is the relatability. Uh, it's something we haven't, as Asian Americans, we haven't seen as much, even with kind of the influx of more Asian American actors and movies in the past you know, year and a half. Uh, but this was definitely yeah. the most relatable of the bunch, I'd say. 
So, you know, hopefully you've already watched the movie. Otherwise, uh, I'm not sure why you're listening to the podcast. But just to give you a quick brief overview of the movie synopsis, uh, stars Ali Wong of, um, of Netflix fame for her crazy stand-up comedy and Randall Park. They were childhood friends who were just best buddies growing up together in San Francisco. Um, their lives drifted apart over the years after college and beyond. And then they come back together to become friends and it goes from there. So what were some of the most relatable scenes? We, we said that this is really relatable to us. What was something that really uh, resonated with you as an Asian American? So for me, I don't know if it's just a culture thing with uh, Asian American culture, but I think food and drinks is just super relatable, right? So it's something that we don't see as much in kind of the movies and the TV shows that we watch. Uh, I know another Netflix movie that came out earlier this year was To All the Boys I've Ever Loved Before or something like that. And the big thing there was the kind of yogurt drink, but that was kind of it. Uh, For this movie in particular, uh, I loved it because... Man, a lot of the scenes, like the the dim sum scene and the yeah. cooking scene, uh, you know, in their childhood where Ali Wong is cooking with, you know, Randall's, I should probably use their character names, mom in the kitchen and learning how to cook, uh, you know, good Korean food. I think yeah. that's just very nostalgic and rare to see in today's movies, I'd say. Yeah, it's Sasha and Marcus are the character names. Okay. Um yeah, she's cooking. Uh, she makes she makes like rice, sushi rice with spam, uh, and then she makes kimchi chigae with Randall's with Marcus's mom. Yeah, that's definitely something that that stood out to me. For me, the most relatable parts were probably when they make little jokes about like tipping um, and paying for food. <laughs> I think there are a couple lines where Sasha says like it's with her parents, and um, and she says something like uh, it's like their greatest shame or their greatest fear is for me to tip somebody. <laughs> um, and then the other was like, at the, I think towards the end when her parents, you know, are trying to show that they support and love her and they're like, we went to your restaurant and we pay for the food and they Full give her like, a receipt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, super stereotypical for some of the stuff, but also so relatable. I, I yeah. know both of our parents probably are similar in that way. But what were your favorite scenes? I mean, those are relatable, but what were some of your favorite parts of the movie? Favorite scenes, funniest scenes were, I mean, they all have involved keanu reeves uh, oh his entrance and that restaurant the bougie restaurant they had that uh ophelia and i watched it together and we were we were cracking up pretty hard during that whole yeah you know, five minute scene yeah i mean for a movie that's really talking about uh sasha's relevance as an asian chef and like talking about the culinary world and bringing relevancy to that and making it like a you know, great career and everything. They also make fun of it a lot with yeah. all the hilarious, like, I don't know, like foam, I don't know, like weird things that they're eating at the restaurant. Um, <laughs> and Keanu is is definitely a star. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. But for me, I think it was anything involving uh, Marcus's Corolla was uh, <laughs> pretty outstanding. I mean, first of all, they, you know, they get intimate in the Corolla, which was a really hilarious scene. But then you know, when, when uh, you know, 15 years later, when, when she comes back to San Francisco and he's still driving the same Corolla, he can't <laughs> open the locks anymore. I don't know. I, I just thought that was just so typical of, you know, a cheap Asian person. No, that's, that part was super relatable too. I mean, we all have, if it's not us, it's, you know, our parents' generation definitely drove their cars all the way into the ground. Uh, yeah. You know, especially being in Texas, my dad had our childhood van growing up 
until oh i remember that man. for like years and years even after the ac stopped working like how do you even survive like that Ooh. uh yeah but it was a ugly colored van too right it was like the multicolors like red on top gray on the bottom oh uh, red gray oh i thought you had a, a beige-ish colored i guess that's another yeah that was the one right before front of ours oh yeah. okay yeah. Oh, so he upgraded from the beige to the red and gray, and then kept that one for the remainder. Kept of the one for about like twenty-five years. Yeah, got it. Incredible. <laughs> I think one of the amazing things about this movie, or just like talk, going back to the relatability, and and you mentioned it earlier, there have been other movies that have come out. I think the one that comes to mind the most is Crazy Rich Asians, which came out last year. First all American, mm-hmm. all Asian American cast, Asian cast in I don't know twenty-five years or something since the Joy Luck Club. That one just wasn't as relatable because they go to Singapore. It's like super rich people. It, this it, it's it's just a totally different feel from Always Be My Maybe. And and for that reason, I would. I mean, I think for Crazy Rich Asians, I had that more like a you know between the five and six range from a one to a ten. Yeah. And that's why I would put this movie way way higher. Like, obviously, we we um, feel strongly about it because you know because of the relatability. But I think even beyond that, I think just uh objectively it's it's just a better funnier movie yeah looking at the ratings they're actually very similar you know if you go to look at rotten tomatoes or imdb i think they're both rated very highly and i remember when we gave the zero to ten ranking back in the day went for the crazy rich asians pod i think we both gave about five or six range and i think that was honestly being generous if we're looking at it objectively and not just as like you know the pioneering like first asian cast full asian cast movie in in, like 20 years i I would say the movie itself probably isn't that great like it it should be lower uh maybe even a four we're we're just talking about like rom-com category you know yeah Um, because not not only the relatable part but if you compare these two movies like crazy rich asians wasn't funny it it definitely wasn't relatable like you mentioned and um I don't know. A lot it of it just a, it didn't make as, sense. Yeah, and it wasn't quite as heart wrenching either, in my opinion. Yeah. Like even though it it brings into the picture like the 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 mom and the parents and and that aspect, um, I think the story just wasn't as as good. Yeah. Um, but that movie stars Constance Wu, um, who's on French Fresh Off the Boat, and this movie stars Randall Park, who plays her husband in Fresh Off the Boat. So, um, my question for you is. You know, those are two of the more recognizable Asian American actors that that we know of that are out there today. Um, who else is there? Who is in like your top? I don't know, top five, or maybe we should just do like a Mount Rushmore, the top four Asian American actors today. <laughs> oh man, it's tough, man. Uh, and I think that's the importance, and and that's why I still, even though I hated the Crazy Rich Asians book and I didn't really appreciate the movie that much, it's why I still respect it, just because. We still need this just so there's more representation in there, you know? Yeah. Because uh, when I'm trying to think of top four, top five, Mount Rushmore, Asian American actors, like, man, not many come to mind. <laughs> like, you're kind of kind of pulling at straws here. Well, I've, I've got a few. Um, okay. Why don't you I, list, I, list, list one off first? I, I'll, I'll let you know. I, I definitely did a quick Google search and just looked at a few names. So these aren't all off the top of my head. The, but the one that did come up, come to the top of my head first was John Cho. Yep, he's on mine, for sure. Okay. I mean, he was uh, in uh, that movie, what was that movie, Searching? Searching. So um, you, have you seen that one? Very good movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, I watched that okay. um, a few months ago. I know Albie said that he loved it, and yeah. so that's that why one I watched I still it. Need, I still need to watch that one. Oh. 
That's a good one. And and he's in he's been in so much stuff. He's in like Star Trek and Harold and Kumar. Hair, yeah, obviously that one. And, <laughs> and so he's he's been in uh, what was the he was in a short lived sitcom, but where he was like the actual like the the male lead in a in a sitcom, which is something that doesn't happen often. Yeah, selfie was it selfie? I think so. I remember. I, I haven't seen it, but but I do remember seeing kind of uh, trailers for that. I, uh, I think he is he has got to be on the Mount Rushmore, even though I don't know any of the others. I, I just feel like he's number one. He's he's on there. Uh, okay. So my person that I'll name, I'm pretty sure he's on yours as well. Daniel Day Kim. He was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the movie. Um, Jin from Lost and and also from Hawaii Five O. Yeah. Um, what else is he in? All, all I know is from Lost, and he is, was. Is, is that enough? I mean, Lost was a phenomenon in itself, right? I think it's enough. Yeah. No, I mean, it's enough for us because we we watched Lost and we liked it. But that was eight to ten years ago now. Actually, yeah, it finished like nine in two thousand ten. Yeah. But what about like Stephen Yuen in in The Walking Dead? So I saw him on the list as well. Uh, I can't speak to that because I've never seen The Walking okay. Dead. I, I did see that other movie that he was in. I think it was a Netflix only as well uh, last year. Did you watch that movie by any chance? No. Okay, I, I can't remember. It, it wasn't great. I, I so. know what you're talking about. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's kind of the same thing. Like he's got the one big like cult hit, right. um, Walking Dead. I, I think in that movie, the great thing, you know, in – in Lost, Daniel Day Kim, his wife is um, his son, who's also Korean. Yeah. Um, Stephen Yen in Walking Dead, his uh, love interest is uh, is Caucasian, which is just a more of a rare thing on on uh, on TV or on the big screen. Yeah. So I think that was one of the earlier instances of that, and that's why I think he's he's right up there with Daniel Day Kim. Yeah. But one of the others that came to mind for me was um, Han from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> so I was debating. I was debating putting him in there. Like you mentioned. Sung, Sung Kang. It's it's a low bar. It's a low yeah. bar to kind of get in this conversation. Uh, just because, I mean, all these people we mentioned, they're in maybe one or two things that they're really known for. Um, yeah. But hopefully, you know, this is just a start. Uh, he well, did not. He did not make mine, though. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have a couple that I think should be actually be on here, um, like kind of obvious, but I didn't think of them initially, but Lucy Liu is one of them. Yeah. So Lucy Liu has okay. to be on there, I think. Okay. Yeah. She, I, she I held think the Lucy torch for a long, long time. Yeah. Lucy Liu and John Cho are, are, are locks for me. Yeah. Um, what about Maggie Q? Uh, I, she's up there. She's, she's probably top 10. Um, oh wow we've only named like seven <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but i mean i've only known i know she's probably more famous overseas in hong kong but you know i know her from just that last Die Hard movie i think yes uh no and a tv oh, yeah, show as last, well the last Die Hard, yeah and um, uh the jack bauer not jack bauer the new Jack Bauer TV show, Des- Designated Survivor. Yeah, yeah, she's in that. I too. did not even know that she's in that mo- in that show. Yeah, she's the like one of the main FBI agents. No, but she's in uh, Nikita. What is that? It's like a it's a TV show where she's like oh a, TV okay yeah yeah I I watched like one or two episodes. My uncle really liked that show, but yeah, I, I mean, I think she's more of a Asian actress who came over here, right? Yeah, yeah. So who else you got that? We we have. Lucy Liu and John Cho seem like they're locks. Uh, 
this might be recency bias, but I'm putting Randall Park in there, man. Yep, Randall Park is in. He is He's in. absolutely on my list just from this movie, from Fresh Off the Boat, from The Interview, and uh, what else For, was he in recently? The Office? <laughs> oh, The Office. Uh, Asian Jim is excellent. <laughs> That's such a small role, though. <laughs> No, he was in. Uh, he's in Veep. Did you watch Veep? He was. I yeah. I don't. Was it later? Later seasons? Maybe well, he's it. He's in a decent amount of of seasons. I I don't remember exactly how much, but he's he was okay. definitely in it. And he's also in. I forgot this, but he's he's a character in Ant Man, but I don't remember what he does. Ant Man, huh? Yeah. Okay. No respect. I mean, I'm glad you you put him as a must then. So looks like we have especially after this movie, I think he is he is nice. undoubtedly in. So I mean we've that's three already. Who's the fourth? I I'm putting Daniel Day Kim as number oh, four. Man. But so I actually have a sleeper who I think uh needs to be in. Okay. Um and that's B D Wong. B D Wong. B D Wong is in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic World. He's in Mr. Robot. Uh and then he is he had a huge part in like many seasons of Locker. So I, he has been around forever. I, that is I feel true. Like he is he is like a pioneer uh, who belongs in there, even if he's not like the star of like a ton of movies or anything. That is a day. huge, huge sleeper. Like he's not even yeah. on this list that I'm looking at. Yeah, he was actually one of the first guys I thought of. And he's not like crazy thing about BD Wong is he, I don't think of him. As like uh, Randall Park or John Cho or even like a Ken Jeong, who I was considering for this. Yeah. But like B.D. Wong, he's just like an actor who's just always been in like a ton of stuff. And I think that's even like a, a bigger deal. Oh, man. Uh, it's tough. I, I feel like with Mount Rushmore, like they got to be, you can't mm. have role players in here. You know, I think he's no, a really good support. Yeah, no? That's fair. No, that's that's kind of fair, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you got John Cho, Lucy Liu, but I, I guess you could say the same thing about Daniel Day Kim. Like he's he's not yeah. really starred in in his own thing yet. But I, um, I'm putting BD Wong on my, on my Mount Rushmore. BD Wong, fourth. Yeah, that's pretty Ooh. solid. I, I'm good with our first three. Uh, yeah, we we can maybe we'll leave it up to the people to vote on the last on number yeah. four. Yeah, uh, Bobby was here. He could probably handle it, but oh well. Are we including like you know? East Asian or South Asian as East, well? I'm not including South Asian. And okay. We probably should, but I, I, that just opens it up to Mindy Kaling and Dev Patel and Aziz. Yeah, there's just there's going to be a lot. Kamal, there's just too many of those yeah. um, additional actors that would just make this way too difficult for me. Yeah. Before we keep moving on, uh, this podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Avignon Realty. Avignon Realty is a real estate company. And if you're located in Houston, Dallas, or anywhere in Texas, and you're in real estate as an agent, uh, look to Avignon Realty because they can support you with infrastructure so you can be a successful agent. They have a 100% commission plan and they'll give you coaching and all the tools at your disposal to work remotely uh, and give you mentoring from a team of experienced brokers. So give a call to Van Din, uh, the owner of Avignon Realty. His phone number is 469 nine five one three five eight five um again his name is van din and if you give him a call and mention six pennies podcast the first month's brokerage free will be waived which uh, i think is upwards of a 300 dollars value so 
Make sure to give him a call. His number is 469-951-3585. You can also check out our Facebook page for more details if that helps. All right, Mark, we've got our Mount Rushmore. We've talked a little bit about where Always Be My Maybe ranks. How do you think it ranks in terms of all other rom-coms? I think we we gave it like a very high rating, but I know that you know the, the rom-com category is something that you and I both enjoy a lot. Is this like really at the top, like the top, I don't know, five of your lists? Oh man, I wish we came up with this question first before ranking. Yeah. Because, because I think my ranking's too low now. I, I think, oh. I feel like, I feel like eight is too low considering, you know, how few movies I could put really above it. Yeah, we both love, we both love rom-coms. My tens are probably like uh, Love Actually and Hitch. Yeah, uh, uh, not Love Actually for me, but Hitch is... Man, I watched Hitch on a on a plane recently, just because I think it was on my plane back, flight back from Europe, so I had a lot of time to kill. And man, it's so good. <laughs> Every time, it's so good. It's it's always yeah. It was on TV the other day, and I just had to. It's one of those movies. If it's on, I got to watch it. Yeah. Uh, well, what else do you have? I'm trying to think what my nines or other tens might be. Do you have anything else that would go for sure above? For sure, above I I can't think of any. I mean, you're are you the fan of of Fifty First Dates or a Fever Pitch? Fifty First Dates. Uh, oh, I probably okay. Al, I think Albie is the Fever Pitch guy. Yeah, because Jimmy Fallon, you hate that guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the Red Sox. Uh, but Fifty First Dates, I probably put you know right at the same grade. So I can't think of any other nines or tens. I'm trying to think back. I also really liked uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Maybe that would go above. Maybe that's yeah, a nine. Know, I, I really liked that at the time, but after watching it uh, a couple more times later, it has fallen way down my list. I, way down? I do not, oh, yeah, it's, it's nowhere near anymore, um, the top of the list. Yeah, I think uh, Serendipity is still pretty high up there for me, uh, but the, I haven't seen that in so long that I, I don't know if I can really, it's fair to in, include that at this point. For me, I... I feel like Hitch is the only one that's like a hands down above this, but yeah, I can't think of anything else that I would I would put above. So I'm I'm pretty happy with my nine rating. Can't remember. Did we decide that Tom Cruise's movie was sports movie or a rom com? Jerry Maguire, I think, should be a rom com, and if so, then I think it actually is right up here. Yeah, that's that's a nine it's or probably, ten. It's, too. it's probably a ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, we barely mentioned four movies above it. Is this all the way vaulted in top five? I yeah, I like, mean, I have I have uh, other movies that I really love that you know not everybody would love. Like for some reason, I I still really like the Jason Bateman Jennifer Aniston movie, The Switch, um, Switch that yeah. that Albie and I watched while drinking heavily, which maybe influenced <laughs> it. But I've watched it multiple times after. I still really liked it. So that's one, and then. I always liked I Love You, Man, but that's kind of a more of a rom-com between that two was, dudes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Still a rom-com, man. Yeah. It sounds like the rom-com category is kind of like the current NBA now. Like, there's oh. four, there's four, there's a current Mountain Rushmore, current four players. You got your, you know, Kawhi, KD, LeBron, and Harden, and then five through ten are up for debate. Well, who are your four? Kawhi, KD, LeBron, and Harden. Wow, uh, Anthony Davis can't make it, huh? He's he's in that five to ten range. I guess, yeah. I get, yeah. I guess that's okay. I I don't. I wouldn't put Harden as a definitive top four there. Okay, who would you put as top four then? 
I mean, I would just say it's those three. Okay, so three and then the first three, and then yeah, and I guess the the next five guys like you can yeah. name them, but but they're so, all oh maybe not even five. It's probably just like the next three are are kind of the next set. Yeah, but it sounds like from our kind of rough list right now, always be my maybe is like automatic top Why? ten. Yes. <laughs> oh, top five, top three. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I I don't. It's probably like a top five at least. It's at wow. least in the next tier. As of right now, man, my rating, we, we need my a, rating we need was way too to low. Dang. Yeah, we need some some folks to correct us if we're wrong, or or uh, or let us know that we're right. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I, I need this to be validated. Okay, a couple more things. How do you feel about Ali Wong? That was going to be my next topic of discussion as well. I was oh. really impressed with her. I think she's really good, really really good as a writer. Uh, I know she's been on you know some other things as well. I don't love her stand up. I like her stand up. The writing is probably pretty good, but the delivery is really bad. But with that said, I think her writing and her acting was really good in the movie. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think she was great in the movie. I was not that impressed with um, with her in her stand up. It was just a little too crude for me. But yeah, I mean, she. I, I like her now because of this movie. Yeah. Did Sharon like her stand up? Just wonder. I don't think that she felt like strongly either way about it. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, surprising. Really like a lot of mutual friends, uh, well, especially like Asian American girls or women that I know, like loved her stand up, and they're you know definitely more the conservative type. And I'm trying to figure out if it's because she's Asian or I don't know. Like yeah. I, I think it's a combination that she's an Asian female, which is a big deal. And then um, her, her two stand-ups are about topics that I think a lot of our, our friends and, and wives and stuff can probably relate to. And they're about, like, pregnancy or about, like, um, That's true. relatable, yeah, yeah chi- uh, raising children and all that is, is uh, either relatable or just something that can, you know, be funny for them or, or more interesting for them. So, yeah, I, th- I think she's, she's pretty decent. Yeah. But I, I think one of the, the cool things that she does in this movie is they, they really focus on, on women empowerment because it's really her who's going after her dreams and, and Randall who, um, not Randall, Marcus, who, who can't deal with that and just, um, you know, he, he calls her a sellout for trying to make uh, non-authentic um, Asian food. She makes like Asian fusion. So yeah. my question for you is, do you like Asian fusion? <laughs> uh, sometimes. I mean, okay. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do agree with Marcus. Like, he, she was kind of selling out for... I mean, not that it's a bad thing. Uh, I mean, sometimes you just got to sell out to, to make a buck, man, to, to, to get paid, to secure the bag. Uh, but at the end, I like how it kind of wrapped up at the end of the movie, right? Where, yeah. You know, she went back to kind of her authentic roots with, with uh, Marcus's mom's recipes. Yeah. I am. I, I was. Ne- I've never been a fan of Asian fusion. I've always. I've always been really. Whenever I go to a restaurant and they call themselves Asian fusion, in, in LA, I guess at least, I, I uh. would immediately not want to be there. Uh, <laughs> it would just be like, what? Like, just just do one thing. Like, what? Why are you trying to combine everything and make it like your own? Just make it like a very good Taiwanese food or Cantonese food or Jeez, Japanese, Marcus. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, wh- Marcus. So what about like uh you know like Korean street tacos or 
yeah. like every food truck out there now. Like you, you don't enjoy any of that food. Um, I mean, the, they'll taste good. You know, like yeah, food trucks are are good. Like like that stuff. It doesn't taste bad. It's just like I think if I'm going to a restaurant, um, I've typically not really loved when it's been a fusion. Gotcha. Yeah, but that being said, there are definitely restaurants that are fusion that I will. I'm sure that I love. Um, mm. I just I, from experience, there have been situations where. I've been with friends who've been like, oh, let's go eat at this place. It's Asian fusion. And I immediately am like, no, I do not want Asian fusion. <laughs> maybe you just hate the word fusion. Maybe it's they possible. need like a different name for it. Yeah, maybe it's just not a fun word to hear and say. Yeah. All right. Any other questions you have? I would say since we've been gassing up the movie the whole night, what were your biggest kind of criticisms of the movie, if any? I wasn't a huge fan of Marcus's girlfriend, um, but, that, <laughs> but I, I think that that's what the character was supposed to be. She's supposed to be weird and kind of creepy, and right. um, that that was the main thing. I I didn't love Sasha's parents. Yeah, that's Mar- that was mine for sure. Oh, Marcus's dad was awesome. He was yeah. great. Sasha's parents were just like, I don't know where they like were they her actual parents or something. They, they didn't seem like they were acting. They they just seemed like they were just you know memorizing lines and just saying them, and that was it. Yeah, I, and I think you having asked that question, if they were her real parents, kind of shows what was wrong with it, right? Like, <laughs> like we don't know if they're really actors or actresses. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminded me of when Aziz had his parents on his show. Uh, oh, his dad, so, yeah. Yeah, clearly, like, you know, they're not trained actors, yes. and it doesn't come naturally to them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was probably views, the biggest but... criticism, yeah. Yeah, uh, Aziz, Aziz's parents were, were really hilarious. It's just, it's clear they're not act, actors. They're just like, yeah. you know, saying the funny lines. Yeah. What What else did you have for criticisms? That was honestly it. Uh, some yeah. of the acting. Uh, but, yeah. But I think, you know, overall, the writing was really good. So it kind of made up for it. Randall's dad, you're right. Or Marcus's dad. He was, he was good. That was probably one of the most relatable aspects of the show where he just wasn't scared to come right out when you know right in front of them marcus and sasha and be like man i always thought you two would end up together oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's the kind of thing like that's prototype <laughs> like asian parent right there like no shame just come right out and say it so yeah that was really good yeah that part of it but then everything else about him was non-typical like you know super outgoing and you know, tells Marcus what he really thinks, like, oh, you need to just go to New York right now. Like, you know, our, our parents don't really come out and say a lot. Yeah, no, that's true. The hooking up with the Diana Ross in person. Diana Ross, yeah. <laughs> that was out of point. nowhere. <laughs> but that was really funny. Yeah, this it's just, it's a really funny movie. This, yeah, uh, not many criticisms when you have a eight slash nine. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, last topic, and the most important for me is Keanu Reeves. You mentioned he had, those are your favorite scenes. I actually watched like a preview that had the scene of him coming in the restaurant. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I, I couldn't stop. Um, I actually had watched John Wick 1, just rewatched it probably like a week before that. Oh, man. We, and then we watched like John Wick 2, and then we went to the theater and watched the latest John Wick. And that's yeah. probably a separate podcast because Keanu is incredible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he stole the show. But just the juxtaposition, for sure, of seeing him in John Wick and then seeing him in this movie, yeah. right? <laughs> that's probably the best part of it. I did all this research afterwards about learning about like how great of a guy he is. Like Everybody in Hollywood knows he's just a super nice guy, like charitable, 
um, totally like real with, with everyone. And I don't know if you saw the memes going around about Keanu, did you? Yeah, no, I definitely did. Yeah. How he, he doesn't, um, he doesn't put his hands on anyone when they're taking pictures. Yeah. The, yeah, the space, pretty, yeah the gap. Pretty, amazing. <laughs> pretty amazing. He gave up like a ton of his, his money for like his CGI crew in the matrix. And he gave his stunt crew, like Harley Davidson's or some sort of motorcycles. I mean, the guy is a, a saint. So I think it's just hilarious that in the movie, he is such like a douche. Yeah. But he plays um, it really well. Like, yeah. Like one of the criticisms that I've had of him in the past is, you know, he's like a robot. Like he doesn't. Yeah, acting. Yeah. Yeah. But this was one of his best like acted <laughs> roles. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's just really, really funny uh, from the second he came on the screen for that those 15 minutes there those were by far my favorite scenes <laughs> i i read that uh do, do you know that did you know that keanu is also part asian i didn't i feel like i knew it i heard it before but it wasn't into the spotlight until this movie i had heard it a long time ago and i think yeah. it, was, it was a bigger deal you know back in the day when he started coming on the scene he i think his dad is like part chinese or something and then you know all sorts of other stuff mixed in but I read that Ali Wong thought it was very important that uh, the character, whether it was Keanu or not, whoever the this, this superstar was, that it was that was going to be that character needed to have some sort of um, Asian descent because she thought it was important that her character would be interested in another Asian male. And that would be like something that would hurt Randall the most as another Asian guy who's like incredible yeah. um, <laughs> was the one that she was dating. So I thought that was a really cool thing. And Apparently he had like a couple breaks between shooting John Wick three and and did this in in the middle of it. So that's just unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, that's really cool. I would say it's hard to really claim him as Asian American actor if, if he doesn't kind of take that on himself. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because because you know if he was, then for sure he'd be in that Mount Rushmore, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But I think it's just something that that hasn't really come to the forefront of uh, the Keanu discussion. Right, uh, right. But yeah, he was he was really good. He's a really good douche, man. Uh, yeah, he's like incredible. Eating dinner with the headphones on, that, that scene cracked me up, man. And he that was, was like, great, <laughs> and, then, and then having Randall like hit him, and then yeah. crashing a vase through his head. It's, that guy was amazing. Yeah. Are the napkins edible? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's always been a maybe. That's a lot of gushing, huh? Yeah. Man, I wish Solid. I I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back and try to edit this. I'm, I'm moving mine up to a up. nine, man. Bump I'm a up, nine. Guys. I'm a nine. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for joining Six Pennies Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this uh, review of Always Be My Maybe. I hope you enjoyed the movie as well. Uh, now is probably the worst time to tell you to go back and watch the movie. You probably should have done it before this podcast began. But let us know in, your, in the comments on Facebook. Give us a like. But let us know, more importantly, who is in the Mount Rushmore of Asian American actors. We have John Cho. We have Lucy Liu, Randall Park. And we don't know who the fourth person is. So let us know who that should be. Make sure to review us on iTunes. And thanks for listening.